years ago, I told my friend Rachel Balkovic that I felt like my voice was not coming through. I was speaking like a recent school graduate applying for their first job, timid and unclear. I wanted to speak more like Muhammad Ali or Steve Jobs. You may not have sensed it, but until about a month ago, I was feeling like my speaking voice was someone else's. I felt like for years, the old me spoke so loud, so brazenly, and so brashly that I needed to quiet that way down. The best analogy I can share is that I was like a TV on full volume at a bar where only some people wanted to watch the game. It was distracting for everyone else, and even the people watching were having a hard time with the volume. So I turned the knob down. I pleased everyone in the room as best I could by making it impossible to hear the TV unless you were sitting right near it. That led to people leaving the bar because they wanted to go where the TV was louder so they could watch the game, and their friends left with them. I was confused. What the fuck is going on? And why am I not breaking through? What I understand now is that it's time to turn the volume back up. Way up. It's not a bar. It's a nightclub. And I'm the fucking music. I compromised for years. For as long as I can remember, that guy is gone. My personal development over the last six years has been intense, impactful, and intentional. I am the best husband I know how to be, the best father I know how to be, the best boss I know how to be, the best everything I know how to be, and I'm going to be even better tomorrow. Welcome to the club. Let's dance. What's up, Active Lifers? Welcome back to the Active Life Podcast. I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch, and I made that post a few days ago. Who knows what day you're listening to this? Because I thought it was important that I share with all of you that... uh, I've been trying my best, and and quite frankly, uh, compromising, because I've been trying my best to be some version of me that I think will will be respected and will be liked and will be understood and will be followed, instead of just being me. And I wanted to take some time today to break down to you where that all came from and what I'm doing about it because that's over. It's it's time for all of me. I hope you can handle it. I hope you're ready for it. I believe that you are and I believe that you can. And it's coming. If what I share with you today resonates, please head to where you listen to this podcast and be a person who gives. Just give us a five-star rating. Share this with a friend who needs to hear it. That's what I ask of you. If this podcast has you go, holy shit, that's me. I need to do that too. Make sure that you go give us a rating and make sure that you share it with a friend. You think you're the only one who needs this? I needed this. I needed this. So here's the thing. There's a part of me that has held on to for way too long. Um, the idea that my voice is too brash. That my message is is too aggressive. And so I sat back and I, I listened for a really long time and I said a lot less and I manicured my language and I learned how to be a more effective communicator, a more effective presenter, a more valuable person to the people in my life who are most important to me. How to clarify my vision, all of those things. And what I've what I failed to recognize along the way was that 
I was becoming a new version of myself who, when I spoke just naturally, the way that it would come out, would say things that the old version of me wouldn't say. And so no matter how straightforward and aggressively I speak, it will always be different words than they would have been six, seven years ago when nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, when fewer people were ready to hear them. I used to be the guy who felt like I'm just going to hit you in the face with a fucking brick and you're either going to respond or you're not. And that's on you. Now, I still feel the same way, but the difference is I just, I've gone through so much personal transformation, hard work, intense work, like I shared in that post. And now the words that come out, even if I feel like I'm swinging a brick, it doesn't hit you like one. It's all, I was, I had a podcast with a friend of mine, Aaron Hind. He's the CEO and founder over at uh, Life Aid Beverage Company. You might know FitAid as his product. And I carried with me this thought into this podcast. And this is a transformative thing that Aaron taught me, and I want to I pound it for you. I carried with me this thought that was so resonant from years earlier that I heard a good friend of mine, Nick Sorrell, say over at Brute Strength. Nick said, there is a gap between emotion and a reason. In that gap, we decide how to respond to the things that drive our emotions. Let me say that again. There is a gap between emotion and reason. And in that gap, we decide how we want to react to the things that drive our emotions. So what he meant by that was something happens, you get a feeling in your body. And what you do next often feels out of your control. I stub my toe, I yell, fuck, fuck. And you probably do too, something like it. Fine. I'm not thinking a lot in that reaction, in that moment. I'm annoyed, I'm pissed off. Not a lot is at stake there. But I want you to think about stubbing your toe. Think about stubbing your toe. What Nick made me aware of is that yelling fuck can be an impulsive thing after you stub your toe or you can decide to do something different. And I like to use stubbing my toe because it's visceral. We all, we've all experienced how annoying and painful and, and short-lasting that is. Unless you break it. That sucks. But so I went on this podcast with Aaron years ago, by the way. And I mentioned that the gap between emotion and reason is where we have the opportunity to think about how we want to respond to our emotions. And he said, yeah, but the better developed we are, the more instantaneous the response can happen after the stimulus. Meaning we don't need to think about how to respond at all because we've spent so much time thinking about how to respond and practicing responding in a way that we are aligned with that we are just going to naturally respond in a way that is what we desire. And from that day, when I heard Aaron say that, it changed everything for me. Nick was right. We have that moment to decide how we want to respond to a stimulus. 
Aaron was right. The more time that we spend and the more action that we take focusing on reducing the time between emotion and response, the more we will just simply act in alignment with the way that we want to feel and the way that we want to be received. We can think less because we effectively groove into our subconscious the way we want to communicate, the way we want to be received, the impact that we want to have, the way we want to carry ourselves, the way we want to think about ourselves. All of that becomes ingrained and second nature to the point that we no longer need to think at all. That's fucking cool. That's where I realized no more than a month ago, I am now. I'm tired of apologizing for being successful. I'm tired of having to, not having to, I'm tired of deciding to pretend that I don't deserve credit for the things that I've done simply because I come from a great family. I'm a white guy who has a beautiful wife who, who, who had life set up on a silver platter if I chose to step into it. Like the world was sitting there waiting for me to take it. And for a while, I didn't want to talk about that because I felt like it made me less relatable. It made me less impressive. Yeah, cool, Sean did it, but his dad did really well while he was growing up and his mom stayed home and he had unconditional love. Well, fuck that. I did. They did. And I'm doing something with it. And yeah, I'm a perceptively white guy who's Jewish, who has a hot wife and three beautiful daughters. And it's awesome. It is awesome. And about three years ago, my wife was very clearly not happy driving to and from work. She drives an hour and a half to work in the morning, an hour and a half back from work at home if there's traffic. And she made $120,000 a year plus health insurance for the family. And I could tell that she wasn't enjoying it. And so we decided she should stop working. You should know I don't make enough money for... um, for us to do all of the things that we want to do and for my wife to not work. I make enough money for my wife to not work, but not enough for us to live the kind of lifestyle that we would like to live without her working. If she worked, we could do all the things that we want. Now, that said, the reason I'm sharing that with you is because I have never been happier to watch how happy my wife is every day. Raising our kids, not going to work, being incredible. You know how good that makes me feel? It feels fucking great. And you know what? I'm going to make enough money that we can live exactly the life that we want to live without her going back to work. That's my job. If we take it back to our ancestral roots. I'm not a sociologist or an anthropologist, but it makes sense to me that it would have been my job to go out and hunt. It would have been my job to bring home wild animal meat for our family to eat. That's money today. It would have been my job to protect our family. 
that's that's personal defense. That's understanding what it means to to handle yourself in a fist fight. I I think those would have been my job in a time before money was a thing. And my wife's job probably would have been to stay home, take care of our kids, and make sure everything in the home is taken care of so that when I come home, we can just eat. That's, that's what I think would have probably happened back in the day. And I know that is something right there that I just said that I would have been afraid to say no more than three months ago. That it's cool for my wife to not work. It's cool for me to go out and proverbially hunt so that my wife can stay home with our kids and live her best life and take care of our house. That's not about... Um, you know, demeaning women or reducing her value. No. I was recently on a podcast where I talked about her as a high performer because she is one. She's a phenomenal mother. She's she's, She's the most incredible wife you could ever ask for. Our home is beautiful because she made it that way. Everything I do, I do better because she exists and stands behind me, aside me, and in front of me. When I finally realized these parts of me are not to be hidden, these parts of me are to be magnified and to be amplified so that you listening to this can feel comfortable stepping into this version of yourself too, I knew I had to start speaking more openly about it. I knew I had to start sharing things that are more close to the heart. I knew I had to reduce the manicuring in my voice. And I knew that if I just spoke, if I just came forward with who I am, unapologetically, without compromise, that I would be free and that it would inspire some of you. Maybe there's only one of you listening to this. Of the thousands of people who will hear this podcast today, maybe only one of you decides to be inspired by this and take action. That's enough. That's enough. I want to meet you. I want to talk to you. I want to hear that you were inspired by this. Let me tell you something that I don't think I've ever told you before. I do appreciate your validation. When you guys follow me on Instagram, it lights me up. That is so fucking cool. When you share my content with other people, That makes me feel amazing. When you send me DMs telling me how grateful you are for the stuff I'm putting out and for how it's changing your life, that keeps me going. So if you're somebody listening to this right now and you fall into any one of those categories, I am here for you. It would help me to know that you're listening. It would help me to know that you're taking action. It would help me to know that you're struggling to do any of those things. Send me a DM on Instagram at Dr. Sean Pastuch. Just express yourself. Express yourself. Say whatever you feel like you should say, but send me a DM. Let me know that you're there. The, the thing I love most about podcasting is that I can just push the record button, sit down and do this and reach thousands of you. The thing I like about it the least is you're faceless, you're nameless, and your feedback does not exist for me. 
So let's change that. Let me know that you're there. Let me know that you're listening. Send me the message on social media. Share the content. Let's be friends. Friends, to me, are people who are there for you. Nothing more, nothing less. They are responsible. They have the ability to respond. If you message me, you will get a message back and it will not be a double tap and a heart. There will be substance. So let's together start walking with our chin up, our chest out, our shoulders back, with a smile on our face because we know who we are and we know that who we are is good for the world regardless of what somebody else might tell you. You're you're a person of value. All you need to do is choose to be valuable. Live a life of freedom and do it without compromise. Turn pro.